0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's Community Access Media Organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the 2021
1: by election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsythe. The aim of this programme is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Kat Wozwo. Kia ora, Gary. Tell us about your background.
0: Um, So I grew up in Taranaki in a small coastal town and we moved up to the Waikato in 1998 might be showing a little bit of my age, but um, yeah, I went to high school in Cambridge and then spent most of my adulthood or younger sort of adulthood years in Hamilton. Um, So I've seen Hamilton's, you know, ups and downs from before the digital age, (laughs) Mm -hmm. when we used to have music stores and multiple venues and lots of fun and exciting events and things happening around town um and, I, and i've seen the decline as well since the global financial crisis in 2008 um and we've still got empty shops on victoria street and that's my most like my biggest annoyance i think about um the way that Hamilton's cbd is being man- managed um there's so many empty spaces and they could be used for so many amazing cool events even if they're just temporary pop-up events but, um, yeah, my background is the creative arts, really. I grew up doing dance and music, um, and later in life did fine arts and now um, communications and journalism. Um, so I'm currently a small business owner. Um, I'm a sole trader under um, the business name Wozcat Productions. So I'm a creative contractor. I make video and write stories. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess I'm an advocate for the creative arts because um, it used to be such a huge industry in Hamilton and now it's pretty much dead and it needs to be rebuilt. So that's why I'm here.
1: Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East?
0: Um, Well, I think council's due to have some younger people at the table. Um, At the moment, I I believe Sarah is the youngest person. I'm not sure of her age um, or maybe uh kish um but i believe that the the current councillors they've been in there for too long they're all mates from way back in the day and they're just looking out for each other and they're looking out for their their other mates i.e. the the business developers etc cetera, etc cetera. um it's too yeah i i believe that their decision making is too uh yeah i guess corporate business focused where I think that they need to shift their focus from the here and now to 50 years in the future. What do our children and our grandchildren need? And the only way that we're going to figure that out is if we have more uh, leadership and representation from younger people.
1: What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think?
0: I think they've been doing well with actually... Creating uh, a bit more of a face to the council. Like I feel like more people know who our mayor is, or they know some of our councillors because of social media, or I'm not sure what's happened. But they they seem to be more sort of engaged, um, which is great. But some of that engagement has been uh, a little bit negative. Um, yeah, I think they've done well with ensuring that the uh, cycleways in Hamilton um are going to be improving. Um so yeah, part of their long-term plan, um they've approved the the micro mobility and biking plan and that's all about ensuring more accessibility for pedestrian routes and um making a fully connected cycleway around Hamilton in the next 30 years, which is really exciting. Um, but I think, yeah, just in general, the Hamilton City Council sort of lacks uh, foresight. Um, it shouldn't be a 10- or a 30-year plan. It should be a 50-year plan,
1: for sure. And that brings me to my next question. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been happy with?
0: Um, I haven't... I haven't been happy with their complete lack of um, identifying and valuing the creative arts community in Hamilton. Um, I was one of many people who went in for a verbal submission around the time of the long-term plan uh, back in March and April when they were taking submissions from the public uh, because one of their proposals and one of the things that was approved in the long-term plan was... Um, A trial funding scheme for the arts which is $100,000 per year over three years but you have to be able to match that funding with private funding in order to access that and you also have to be a community or non-for-profit organisation so individuals can't access their money Um, yeah I just I'm really concerned that there's so much talent in Hamilton, there's so much creative talent, there's a school of media arts that sits right next to the council building, but there's nowhere for these graduates to go. So we need to rebuild our creative industries, um, but they're just not listening to our community, and that's been really, really frustrating for me and for a lot of us who have been in Hamilton for a long time.
1: Tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Street and Ward Street in the Hamilton CBD.
0: Um, I took quite an active part as a, as a um, participant slash spectator of the Innovating Streets. I spent a lot of my time down at Ward Street um, during the trial, the, the four and a half weeks I think the trial was completed for. Um The whole purpose of that trial was to try and activate some spaces in the city to create a more people-friendly place. It's not about cars, it's not about parking, it's not about two businesses who had massive whinges the entire time. It's about making it safer for people and more accessible for people with disabilities um, and safer for people who ride bikes to work. It was really frustrating for me um, as a friend of the people who were organising the events um, and for the people who painted the streets and um, just to see the amount of criticism um, they received. But for, for the most part, I reckon the most people who had the biggest complaints were people who don't even use the city Most people on social media were like, oh, well, I don't even go into the city anyway. I go to the base. That's fine. Stay in the base. You can go to the base. That's fine. Or they're from people who don't walk around town or don't bike around town. Um, They're just driving through for work or for travel purposes. But the whole purpose is to try and look into the future a little bit as to the condensed nature of our CBD and how that's going to look with all of these apartments that are potentially going to be getting built and the population growth in our city, we need to look into the future and create safer streets for people because there's just too many incidences of people getting knocked off their bikes or people with disabilities or um, people with um, who are older aged or injured who can't cross the roundabouts with two lanes. <laughs> like We have to look at the other cities around New Zealand and around the world and take little bits of how we can future-proof our CBD for pedestrians and micro-mobility and cyclists.
1: So I've heard that vision, that intention, is starting to come to a head for council staff and councillors. Um, Do you think that could have been communicated better during the Innovating Streets trial?
0: Definitely. I think the um, external communications um, throughout that trial period um, was not good enough, really. Um, No one really knew what was happening. The road closures weren't really communicated to the public very well. So of course people are going to complain if they're on their way to work and they don't know that the street's being closed. Um, And part of that failure is coming through into the feedback which is going to shape the outcomes and the decision-making around those projects. So they've pretty much, um, you know, punched themselves in the arm by not ensuring that their external communication strategy was good enough.
1: Um, What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council?
0: Um, Obviously, yeah, uplifting and um, encouraging Uh, More uh, development in the creative arts sector. Um, I don't know. Hamilton's... I feel like all of New Zealand are kind of looking at Hamilton at the moment because we've got this inland port being built. The Waikato Expressway is going to be open hopefully 2022. So a lot of massive corporate entities are moving their HQs down here, like the ACC building that's just getting built around the corner um, and the CBD um there's going to be so many more people working here and so many more people living here for their work so we've we've got some real awesome opportunities here to grow the industries that need some support. um yes we've got a really high sports profile, yes we've got a really high agricultural and commercial profile, but one of the industries at Hamilton hasn't even thought about and needs to, desperately needs to, is the creative industries. And I think, first and foremost, that's, that's going to be my main prerogative going into council.
1: So creative industries, we're thinking about um, entertainment and performance spaces in which artists could come and perform.
0: Yeah, um, but also, um, I guess my focus as an ex-musician is the, the, the music industry. We've got one of the biggest regions in New Zealand... Um, and we're a regional hub here in Hamilton. We've got an opportunity to create um, some really awesome platforms, um, grow some bigger venues, um, and another thing that Hamilton doesn't really have is the the town. Uh, we don't have a town hall, and I guess the Founders Theatre serviced that part of our our civic needs, um, and that's closed at the moment. But there are some. Um, active groups at the moment who are trying to save Founders Theatre and I'd like to assist that movement as much as possible. Um, Yeah, so I guess music and also screen. Like Hamilton's real estate in comparison to Auckland is quite cheap. So I I imagine and I predict that in the next sort of 10, 20 years, the creative industries will start trickling down to uh, Hamilton from Auckland because they're running out of space. You know, and we we are starting to grow and provide more spaces for those sorts of things. So yeah, as I say, there's some real opportunities here that we're missing out on.
1: So you want to help create a foundation for that inevitable growth.
0: For sure. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um lastly, why should residents of Hamilton vote for you?
0: Um because I'm young and I'm not afraid to call the councillors out who are making poor decisions. Um I want to represent the young people. I want to represent the people who pay rent, who are also ratepayers, albeit inadvertently. Um, I want to represent the vulnerable people of Hamilton, um, like the people who have disabilities or mental health issues or the homeless people of Hamilton. Um, I believe we are in a, I call it the capitalism crisis where the cost of living is too hard. Um, We've got um, really limited housing issues, uh, sorry, housing accessibility. Um, And I think the council needs some young people with some foresight to help uh, make some decisions for the future generations, not just for the next three years.
1: Thank you for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0, cat Wasbo. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this,
0: you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash FreeFM89 to find out more.